Hi, and welcome to Gathered Courage Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and here at Gathered Courage, it is my aim to help you live an everyday courageous life. There's something I like to tell my friends around here, and it's this. No matter what you're facing, you can live an everyday courageous life through the power of Jesus. It's simply the truth. And here on the show, I love to interview women who are just wholeheartedly living in Jesus and living courageous lives as a result of it. I'm so glad you're here. Today on the show is my friend, Mary Ham. Mary and I met in college and it was love at first sight. (laughs) We are in many ways the same person, but in many ways not. And so we got along really well. I just love her fun loving spirit and how she wholeheartedly runs after anything that God asks her to do. And today on the show, she's sharing a really difficult part of her life that she is actually in the middle of. Her story is not over, and I am so thankful that she was willing to talk about what's been happening. So let's get to it. Here is my interview with Mary Ham. Mary, I am so excited to have you on Gathered Courage. Thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Carrie. This is so much fun. I'm so excited. I know. It really is so much fun. I've told our audience a little bit about how you and I know each other in the introduction, but I would love for you to just tell us what do you want us to know about you? Maybe that 10,000 foot overview or your deepest, darkest secrets, whatever you'd like to share. <laughs> the question. Um, okay. So I'm just going to share that overview of not my deepest, darkest secrets. So okay, okay, that's fine. a little safer. Okay. Um, so I currently live in Memphis, Tennessee and moved here back in some year, 2005. Is that when we graduated? Yep. 2005, moved to Memphis and married my college sweetheart, um, Mike, and we have two kids now. One's 13. She's going into the eighth grade and one is seven going into second grade. And um, they're both highly amusing, highly energetic children. It's a lot of fun. I love it. Um, I, love it. I, I have my master's degree in social work. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and that is my full-time gig. Um, and so I do a lot of counseling. I'm in private practice and see people often over Zoom. And yeah. now, thanks to COVID. <laughs> And I'm slowly actually transitioning into more of a coaching role. I'm a Gallup certified coach now, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. Um, That's a a recent occurrence here. Um, What else do you need to know? Oh, personality stuff. You asked that. So I'm like a nerd when it comes to all things personality. I love this thing too. Uh, Right? I I love listening to your... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. listening to your episodes where like the people are really into it and yeah, and say their first time. I was like, ooh, ooh, tell me more. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so let's see. Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENTP. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'm a Sapphire with uh, Danny Johnson's thing. I don't know if you know of her. Oh, I don't know she's, about that one. She's fun to listen to as well. I'm a Sapphire. Um, and then my, of course, my, um, main ones that I go off of are from strengths and that is woo, positivity, communication, includer, and ideation. 
So those are my top. And and one other assessment that I did at some point, I was looking kind of through them a little bit before we got on here. And yeah. one was an idealist. And I was like, oh, that's fun. I didn't realize that, but it makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. I figured yeah. one of your strengths would be a wooer. That's one yeah. of mine as well. Yeah, I, I love. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that was going to be part of the list. Have you ever taken the one that tells you what animal you are? It's like beaver. I have. We did, lion. I feel like we might have done that together. Did you go to at OBC? Maybe it was no. I actually no. I don't think you were with us. Shell was there, and hmm. maybe um, Rob. But we did this thing oh. at Free Hardman, and we had oh. to take this assessment thing, nice. and I. I'm pretty confident I was an otter. An otter, um, yeah. But that that's been a while. The, the fun-loving, like it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it tracks with your seven enneagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun. Yeah, pretty sure I was an otter. <laughs> so fun, so fun. Yeah, all things fun. I could talk about personality tests forever. I just, mm-hmm. I, they're just so interesting to me, and they're such good tools. Like I'm so grateful for. They them. really are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's dive in here. Let's dive into this idea of courage and let's talk about what you define courage to be. Okay. So if you asked me this last year, it probably would have been a different answer. Um, But I've been exploring it a lot this year and then, you know, life happened that made me redefine it again. But I think courage is being able to do the next best thing um, mm. and mm-hmm. to, to be able to do the hard stuff and, yeah. Yeah. you know, move through the fear and mm. come out on the other side. Yeah. So. Yeah. When you think of courage and that definition moving forward, do you think it's always intentional? Do you think there's a little bit of luck in it? Do you think it's a combination? Like how... Because often people will say it's like, it's working through, I mean, everybody has a little bit of a definition and you, you did too. You didn't like copy anybody per se, but a lot of people will say like moving through or moving forward, even when you're afraid, that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm still verdict still out on me, whether I think it has to be intentional or whether it can be accidental. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I guess it depends on your definition of those words too, but like mm-hmm. I'm all about intentionality. Um, yeah. I, I think life is meant to be lived intentionally. And when mm-hmm. we're awake to live our life, yeah. we do it so much better than where you were yeah. just sleepwalking through it. Um, so true. that being, <laughs> yeah. um, in fact, I really want to do like, um, I have a, a, I probably shouldn't say this out loud. People might actually look at it, but I have a, <laughs> blog that's called awakenings um <laughs> might actually look at it yes go look at it she doesn't have a million posts but the posts she has are good go look at Thank it <laughs> um i think that's going to be a little bit more part of what i do with coaching too is adding to that but uh, awakenings that word just means so much to me of being awake for your own life and yeah. um so when, when you talk about like courage being something that just might happen to like get, get you through like a, an intentional type of thing, I think sometimes that happens. I think sometimes you get through it and you come out on the other side and you're like, how did that happen? Um, right. And then you look at the support people that you have around you and you're like, oh, that's, 
That's how it happened. God's how it happened. Like, yeah. Yeah. So maybe other people were being intentional for you. Yeah. That's so good. Somewhere in there, there's intentionality coming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I think you're on the right track there. If you're thinking about the word courage and the way you've defined it, how have you seen it lately in your life? Has, is there a story you can tell us or a small instance, a person, a place, a, a situation? Um, well, I'm more in tune to that kind of thing these days. Um, and honestly, I see courage in my husband, like every single day that he gets up and he goes through life right now, like his, his, he just came back from meeting with an ocularist and working on getting a eye fitted. And, um, he just was just taking it by stride. And I said, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm excited. And so it was this like moving, it's a, a up and down and I, I know I haven't shared my story on here yet but um, okay. it's just an up and down type of yeah. process for him and there's a lot yeah. of courage that I hadn't honestly seen from him a right. ton moving through right. life and he's just huge right now just that's huge. so that's so awesome and we are good let's dive into that story because <laughs> it's It's, um, I mean, you're in the middle of it. It's not like you're through it. Let's like, let's tell our audience that right now you are not through it. You are in the middle of it. And in fact, when I asked you to interview, um, like months ago, we were just about to interview the week that it happened. Like a few days after this incident happened, we were supposed to interview and obviously canceled that interview. And and I was going to take our interview a completely different direction because I just see, so much courage and beauty in the way you live everyday life, the, you know, the, the small business you have, uh, plus your work, just, I was going to head that direction, but, but we can't not tell this story, (laughs) (laughs) Um, even in the midst of being in the middle of it. So that vastly different direction we were going to go is where I wish we could talk, but we're going to talk about this incident. So tell my listeners what we've been alluding to and talking about a little bit. What's been happening um, in your life recently? <laughs> yeah. So I actually remember texting you and saying, I don't think I'm going to make it to that interview. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, really? Yeah. You're texting me? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So in all seriousness, so... February 2nd, um, my husband was uh, coming home from work and I got a call and uh, it was the um, 911 people, dispatchers, Mm -hmm. told me that my husband had been in an accident. And this is like, I'm chopping up potatoes in my kitchen and it's one of those calls and I actually heard it on voicemail because it was an unknown number. I love to go to voicemail and I came back to it and yeah. and it was it took me a long time to not answer every single call that came through after that, by the way. I bet. I um, bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was one of those calls that you hope you never, ever get. And you worry that one day you will. Right. And yeah. I got that call. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, we talk about a little bit about how personality kicks in and um, mine went straight into what do I need to do next? My husband mm-hmm. is on the side of the road and I have no idea. You, you know, mine goes to worst case scenario, right? He's yeah. barely breathing, yeah. right? Is right. he even alive, you know? Wow. Because um, they didn't and, give you any details, really. They just said there's been an accident. Yeah, they. she yeah. said, 
I am on the phone with your husband in the voicemail. Um, oh. And so, you know, he was able to call and able to give my number to them. So I knew he wasn't like dead. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he was coherent enough to be able to give some of those basic things. But I, yeah. I really had no idea. Right. Um, but she told me the location and I was just home with, with Olivia and Eli and my brain kicked immediately into, um, I need somebody who can come over right now, be with my kids mm -hmm. and somebody who can meet me wherever I'm headed because I'm going to need my support person. My kids need one and I need one. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I remember looking into Olivia's eyes and she knew immediately something was wrong. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's all right. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's like, um, I knew we were going to talk about this too. Um, <laughs> okay, it's okay. And and her saying it's wrong, and um, and so I gave her as much as I knew because she likes to know. She just likes to know, and she feels better when she knows. Yeah. And so I had her best friend's mom come over, and her best friend came over with her. And, Anyway, they my people jumped into action immediately. It was yeah. amazing to oh, see and so feel good. the massive support that we have here. It's incredible. What a blessing. Yes. Praise um, God. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, fast forward, we could talk about like the little details forever. Um, sure, so sure. <laughs> my husband went to, they took him to the trauma hospital in Memphis. It's a fabulous hospital for trauma, which immediately said something really major is wrong. Um, he, I didn't get to see him for several hours. It, you know, it's COVID time. They weren't yeah. even supposed to allow me back there. They snuck me in. The yeah. sweet paramedic guy was like trying to sneak me in like way early. <laughs> and the nurse was like, um, no, that's not going to happen. You need to take her out. Um, but they tried. Um, and anyway, he went into emergency surgery. All I knew I saw him right before he went to surgery. They were able to get him back and his whole head had been um, um, broken. It was shattered. Um, his, the whole right side of his face was shattered. Blood was everywhere. Um, and what had happened was a metal object. Um, we still have it. Uh, it's, I mean, it was, it's this big, Harry. Like, wow. wow. Um, so what, the what in front of him. Like, like at least like 12 inches long. Oh, sorry. Right. We're re uh, recorded. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like probably almost, almost a foot. Um, yeah. A foot. Yeah. And it, it weighs between two and three pounds. Wow. Um, so it flew off the truck in front of him and smashed through his windshield. And he was able to, he couldn't, he says he couldn't see anything afterwards. He couldn't see and he was able to pull to the side of the road somehow and not, I, he's on the interstate going 65, yeah. 70 miles an hour, you know? The fact that nobody else and, hit him or he didn't hit yeah. somebody else or. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, it's yeah. a bad thing. Like it yeah, could have been sure. just so much worse yeah. and it wasn't. And yeah. I mean, it was bad. Right. Um, right. So fast forward some more. We, I mean, it's been. He was in the hospital for a while. We had to navigate like pain meds and those things are, he was a zombie on those suckers. And so yeah. you know, we had to navigate that. And um, uh, February 25th, he had his first 
I mean, he had his surgery in the hospital, and then he had his first major, major surgery. And that came after Carrie, no joke. Like, it was postponed because we had snow in Memphis. Oh, my God. Like, a snowstorm in Memphis that froze enough pipes that they had, like, a water emergency where we had to boil water. Like, a boil water advisory. And so, like, it just, things just kept happening that pushed the surgery out and out and out. Yeah. And so, like, that was getting so frustrating. And I bet. Anyway, I'm rambling. A little, I know. <laughs> no, you're um, fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the surgery, that surgery was a reconstructive surgery, and um, to like piece his face back together and yeah. take out. Uh, at this point, we knew he was never going to see out of his right eye again. Completely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely, and and he never ever regained any type of any sensation there at all. So yeah, yeah. And we knew that really early. We knew that it it wasn't confirmed in the hospital, but. It, enough people had alluded to it so yeah yeah so they removed that and um and then the doctor was the surgeon was in there and like literally having to reconstruct pieces that would fit his face like to make his face come back together so yeah i can't i don't know That's like that's like the stuff that like Grey's Anatomy episodes are made of. That doesn't happen. Like, you know what I mean? Wow, right? Seriously, please. Like you tell people, oh yeah, metal object flew through my my husband's windshield and yeah. smashed into his face, and now I can't see. You know, like the whole thing what? is just yeah. So he has the reconstruction, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my boys we've been our family has just been praying for you guys from the beginning and my boys love to see the videos that you all post but it's I mean it's because they're so excited to see Mike's gross eye they they call it his <laughs> gross eye and like to see or to see if he has his pirate patch on like you know so That's they're so like cute. they're they're watching it for you know entertainment value but sure. he really did Good. have the- <laughs> so thank you Michael for that <laughs> so but but the the different surgeries he's had three so far right is that the total? Yeah. Or three. Are we at three. Okay. No, three. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking it's four, but it's because we got, we were at the hospital. We were at the hospital and like he was hooked up to his IVs and everything. And then they came in and they were like, so the part we needed was never actually ordered. So we're going to have to do this later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh. oh so, and so he just had that surgery a little bit ago. Yeah. yeah, that was more for like his nose area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, nose reconstruction. And then um, he keeps talking about like his George Clooney nose or whatever. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and opening up some sinus areas that had some complications. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's like the meat of what happened, like the yeah, physical. yeah, sure, sure. So through the whole thing, I've been you know, watching what you've been putting on social media and, you know, texting behind the scenes and things like that. And the whole time I've just, I've been in awe of the realness you've given, which may not be, how do I say this? I don't think that you have put yourself out there in a way that it's like, 
oh man, that should have been privately done. You know what I mean? Like you've given enough, <laughs> Thank meal, you. you know, like you've given a really good balance of like, this is the reality of what's going on. This yeah. is what's really hard right now. Michael's been the same, um, doing videos and just sharing his highs and his lows and things. And it's been such a, I, I mean, I would have never, I don't ever want anybody to go through something like this, but to see the ways that you guys have chosen to use it um, for to help other people have just, has just been really encouraging to me. Has that felt courageous to you guys? Has it felt like, or has it been something you think we just need to do this for even ourselves? Maybe it was a little bit of a selfish reason. Just let's talk through that a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's probably a little bit of both. Um, yeah. When it all first started, and I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but um, people would say things like, your husband yeah. is so inspiring. And sure. his, yep. like, his story is filled with God. And it's true. Like, all of that is true. And, yep. um, and I mentioned to you earlier that I just wanted to scream at them at that yeah. point and be like, he's not a story. He's not a lesson. Like right. leave yeah. him alone. Like yes. nobody wishes for their husband to have this no. horrible thing happen to them. No. And, no. um, but over time it yeah. definitely became more of a, okay, God is going to use this. And yeah. if we let him, right. Yeah. And, um, so it's interesting because we, between, Mike and I, we flip-flop roles a lot. Sure. Like, sure. Yeah. He'll be really, really down. Every, when we all first started and he was starting to get his strength back and stuff, we would go for walks and um, and just walk and walk and talk and process. And that was really, really nice. And yeah. there were times, there was one time in particular, he and I both remember it, but very differently, um, mm. where we were walking and he was processing through just the fear behind it, just the fear mm. of um, uh, getting back out there and doing things. He hadn't started driving yet at that time, or even he hadn't gotten back on his bicycle or anything. Yeah. And so yeah. he's Mike's an avid, avid Yeah, an avid yeah. cyclist. Let's tell them <laughs> everyone that. he. Yeah. I mean, he works at a bike shop. He's on a bike probably more hours than most people you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Most people I know. Yeah. Um, probably not most people he knows, but. Right. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about that, that fear piece and, and our, our, our story has never, we are both love God deeply. Like that's yeah. absolutely part of who we are at our is yeah. we love God deeply. We are, we emulate Christ as much as we can in our lives. We teach our yeah. children to do the same. Yeah. This experience has made us talk more about it, to feel mm. that even more, to mm. say the words out loud, to be able to say, yeah. you know what? Like there's, there's God is behind us. Like God is bigger than that fear. God, like, yeah. what? okay, what's the worst that happens? If you get on your bike, you fall off. And then what? Yeah. You get up and you do it again, right? Yeah. Right. And and being able to move through that those fear pieces, that's not the question you originally asked, but that's the answer that you got. No, that's um, good. That's good. <laughs> I think that that's so true. There's, 
Yeah. I, there's nothing like something like this to pull out. It can go two ways though, Mary, like it can pull out the strength that you have and the faith that you have in beautiful ways where you just lean and press in. And maybe it all even happens at the same time. The next hour, the next day it can be the opposite. It can be the running, the doubting, the why, the, the, yeah, no, I am fearful. God, why, you know, what are you going to do about it? Kind of attitude. And and it's probably both. And you, I'm sure that you could, could attest to that you've had both. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. My, Mike's really has been interesting because people have asked him, like, have you questioned why God let this happen to you? And he's like, I really haven't. It's not a, why did God let this happen to me type of thing? It's a, it happened. Now what do I do with it? Mm. And I'm like, <gasps> but but why haven't you? Like, <laughs> I have. you want him to ask those questions and he hasn't had to. Yeah. 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 And that's something we, that we talk about. We're so filled in our culture of needing to blame mm. for everything, for anything that happens that isn't in our, in our good, yep. whatever, yep. whatever word I'm looking for. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That we need somebody to blame for it. Yep. And yep. that wasn't, the case. Yeah. Like it wasn't done intentionally. Right. I don't right. think God did it to him, you know? Right. right. So, yeah. I, when I interviewed Trisha, our, our good friend, mm-hmm. Trisha Cronin, she was telling the story about someone else that she had listened to that had gone through cancer. And she said, rather than ask, why has this happened to me? Her question was like, why not me? Like, why wouldn't, why, who am I not to deserve, not to deserve or or not, not the word deserve. Who am I to have something not like this happen to me and me and it happened to somebody else? Like I'm not special. I'm not better than anybody else kind of, kind of thing. And that, that's really an interesting way to look at that. Uh, Just situations in life in general. It's like, yeah, I, I'm no better than the next person for something hard like this to happen. It, but it, it's happened. Now, what am I going to do with that? Um, how have you seen, like, can you give us an instance where Michael, you were just, you've mentioned earlier about him and his every day, but is there something real specific that you could share with us where it's like, golly, that courage just exploded from him right now. Or, or I would, I don't know that I would have been able to, to, to do what he just did kind of thing that you could share with us some more insight. Goodness. Um, I just, I go back to those early on days where yeah. like, cause it was so raw then yeah, and it was so hard. Right. So we, we were still at a point at times of not really knowing like this thing came so close to his brain um, mm. that we were still kind of looking for any type of like brain related issues. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So early on, like that was really, I kept like watching it. He fell off his hammock one day. I shouldn't have put this on for public <laughs> hearing. You might want to take that out. Um, it's fine. Uh, and I like, he's never fallen. Like he went to sit in it and he like just fell backwards. Like, Oh, I, I kid you not. Like, and it just completely took me off guard. And anyway, that's not a, a courage moment for him. It was just one of those, like, 
Are you okay? <laughs> Is your face attack? Do I need to be worried? Did you hit something yeah. else? <laughs> Whoa, um, no, and it. it really, that moment of courage that really stands out is after that talk where we talked about fear and he came home mm-hmm. and he said, I'm going to do it. And he got his bike out and he went outside and mm-hmm. I was standing outside the entire time, like watching my watch, like, has he gone, been gone too long? Is he like, yeah. okay. And right. he came back and like, he got up and he went and he came back with a smile on his face and wow. he said, it felt so normal. It oh, just felt God. so normal. And oh, it was, amazing. I think he started driving the next day and he was, wow. and you know, that's a really concern, right? Cause there's yeah. no depth perception anymore and you can't right. see out of your right side. And yeah. Um, yeah. So he took that slow and everything. Wow. And wow. That, those were, those were good moments of like, yeah, he just did it. He just did it. And yeah. it was scary yeah. and it was, you don't know the outcome, but you just yeah. do it. Wow. That's so cool. I love it. I like that we got to hear the rest of that story after you guys were walking and talking about (laughs) here. That's so good. When you think about all the things that have been going on for you personally, what have you learned about courage? Okay. So I, courage for me during this time has really looked more like allowing other people to be there. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, A a dear friend told me, and I have it written here. I, you know, I post-it notes with like my encouraging things. Post-it notes are all over our house right now. Um, love it. of scripture, John 13, six through nine. And it's the point where, um, Jesus is washes Peter's feet. And, um, and it's this idea of allowing Jesus to wash your feet. And what that yeah. looks like is allowing other people to be part of your story. And yeah. that's not something I've ever really been good at. I've been really good at being part of other people's stories. Right. I love being part yeah. of other people's stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. But allowing other people to essentially wash my feet, right? Yeah. And um so that I mean it's not your typical thought of courage, but for mm-hmm. me, like mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. let go. I, I think that's a mm-hmm. lot of what it was of allowing mm-hmm. that control or whatever you want to call it to just yeah be let go allow Jesus to do it and there was one night Carrie I haven't told this to many people at all (laughs) just the most inner circle okay remember you asked me about my deepest darkest secrets right yeah here we go (laughs) um so I was um you know that uh, like between like waking and sleeping feel in the morning right yeah um I heard a distinct words that said, let me wash your feet, Mary. Mm. Wow. And it was right at a time where like, like I was so, I was getting kind of bitter with everybody trying to sweep in and, and Mm. do these things for us. And Mm. like really a negative outlook on people helping. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And this, 
let people wash your mm. let me wash your feet, Mary. That's what it was. And wow. Um, and that's just wow. been really good. That's awesome. Really good. That's so good. So. Mary, I think that that, yeah, you're right. Saying like, like that's not maybe the typical cur- courage thing you would learn from courage, but it is, it's what you, it's, it's the thing that you've need to needed to have courage for. Um, I think that <laughs> you and I are similar in that we just like to help people like, okay. So if we, think, <laughs> if we think Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram three with a strong wing too. So that okay. I want to with the, so the two, if you know, the two, they're like the helper, they want to, you know, be in everybody's business basically and, and yeah. help them. And they feel very loved when they are allowed to help other people. Um, and, and even though you're not an, a wing two or anything like that, but your personality is just like, you love people. You want to be there yeah. for people. You're a social worker for a reason, right? Like that. right. <laughs> yeah. that's what you love to do. Um, and so accepting that from other people, that's what you needed your courage to do. And, yeah. and, and then, it was really hard. <laughs> yeah. And then you were able to show up with more courage for the other things in your life. I'm sure there was a kind of a snowball effect for that, right? Being there for Michael yeah. and for your kids. And, and I think that there's so many times when I don't know if it's because we're women or, you know, we want to be independent or, or what the culprit is. But I think sometimes we just think, we can handle, we're supposed to be able to handle our family and our, the things in our sphere. And, and maybe even it is a little bit of a control thing. So that makes, <laughs> that makes so much sense. And I'm so encouraged by hearing you just talk about that. And what have you seen kind of change in you because you're allowing Jesus to, to wash your feet? Um, I think it makes me more aware, you know, we, mm-hmm. we talked so much at the beginning about that being awake. I think it woke me up. I think yeah. it, um, um, it helps me be more appreciative of yeah. the support that we do have in our life. I yeah. always knew that they were there, but I mean, when you are on the end of receiving, yeah, it yeah. just shifts. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, has helped me really appreciate people like, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's also woken me up to, I need like, life is short. <laughs> life mm-hmm. can be short. Right. Mm-hmm. So like doing the thing mm-hmm. that I really feel called to do, like the yeah. passion in my life yeah. and being able to listen to that and follow through with that, which also takes a lot of courage, right? Yeah. Being able to say, yep. you know what, this thing that I paid a whole lot of money for called my college <laughs> degree, that I'm still paying off, right? Um, oh, God. I'm going to just go ahead and let that come along to the side um, because I'm following this passion that I have that speaks more to who I am at my, yeah. at my innards. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I can glorify God even more with this, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. The finiteness of life. You never, I I never want anybody to have to come, you know, have that smack them in the face. But when it does, it's, it's really cool to see someone take that 
and turn it and and use it to kind of spur them on to yeah. to what they're wanting to do. So that's that's really that's that can be very powerful. Your choice of words there was uh, interesting. <laughs> Smack you in the face. <laughs> but it does. Like, like literally smacked in the face. Okay. You know, it but kind yeah. of did literally for Michael, but yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. How have you seen, um, you know, Olivia and Eli, they've, they've watched you guys go through this. Have you seen some courage come out of them as a result of it? Or are they still really kind of in the nitty gritty processing it? No, they are, they are amazing kids. Like, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, they're just sweet. Um, Eli, he, at the very beginning, he'd ask all the good questions, right? Yeah. Like, um, I don't even remember some of them. I should have written them down at the time, but, yeah. um, just really asking the the deeper yeah. questions about what it's like to not be able to have an eye who's really concerned when Mike started driving again. Like, is, right. he, is he going to be okay? Do I, can right. I go in the car with him? Yeah. Um, there was a moment uh, early, early, early on. Um, Mike wasn't even home from the hospital yet. And I had his wedding band. And I think this might've been one of those vulnerable um, things that you're talking about on, on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. lost the wedding band and Eli, um, he came in and I was freaking out. I kid you not. Like I, yeah. cause that was the only thing that Mike wanted was his wedding band. Right. Oh no. And yeah. like he had, he had said that and I had, you know, Eli came in and he said, well, mama, did you, um, did you look through all of the, the sheets? Let's pull down the the blanket first and then we'll look on the sheet. Oh, you were in my room. You talked to me in last night. Let's go. I'm going to go look in my room. And he was like going through that process. He said that and like, and he was yes. just going through that process. Yeah. So he's, he's, I, I mean, it. he's been showing up with this courage thing from the very beginning wow. of it. I love awesome. through his questions and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so cool. Olivia, I mean, it's been a hard year. It's just been, yeah. it's yeah. been a hard year, and um, yeah. she's quieter. She yeah. keeps things a little more inward. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has these sweet moments with her dad, where they just will snuggle in with each other, and yeah. he holds her, and um, she asks some questions too, but it's not as much. And yeah. you know, their their moments are at church she's always like if you look at her she's always on his shoulder yeah, at church yeah yeah so I think it's one of those like you're my daddy and like when yeah. we're around her friends and her like, church friends school friends whoever it might be she's like she latches onto him she's like yeah. this is my dad and yeah. he's got an eye patch isn't he cool like <laughs> oh, I love that I love that that's so speaks so much to just her personality the way you've raised her and just the, yeah, the, the relationship that she has and, and with the with first Mike time and- she, we, uh, Mike and I were in the kitchen. She was in there with us and Mike said something and I made a joke about his eye and she <laughs> like, you could tell she wanted to laugh. And then she looked at him and she was like, am I allowed to laugh at these jokes? And, and we were like, yes, please do. Please oh, do. that's so sweet. I don't so that kind of opened up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz there's I mean, 
the laughter and the tears they have to coexist they just they i mean they can't it can't be either or and so yeah kind of she asked she was basically asking for permission like am i allowed to have am i allowed to hold these in in both my hands you know (laughs) yeah that's exactly what it was i love it Yeah. When you think about life in general and, and courage and things, is there something specific that you feel like that you do? Maybe it's daily or maybe not even daily, but something that you know has helped c- contribute to being courageous, taking steps forward, not allowing this to sink you into a hole of despair for, you know, ever and ever kind of thing. Is there like a, it could be serious. It could be, I watch office every day, you know, like it could be, I mean, it's honestly. Well, during this time, Mike and I have started watching Survivor. Apparently we missed that on the first time it came out. Um, so we're like picking up all the reruns. There you go. Um, so we, we do watch Survivor a lot. Honestly, Carrie, it's in, it's in my workouts. It's in getting out and moving my body. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, yoga instructor and that's kind of fallen to the wayside since COVID stuff happened. I'm not able to teach much anymore. And, um, and after Mike's accident, I literally did nothing for a month and Mm -hmm. I had been doing, had just gotten back into like a pretty heavy, um, bootcamp type Mm -hmm. class type Mm -hmm. of thing that I loved. Mm -hmm. Burn bootcamp people. There's your advertisement. There you go. Um, Shout out. (laughs) Right. Um, and, but then after it happened, I literally did nothing. Like my last mm. day running was January 31st and yeah. did nothing for a good month, except for those walks with Mike. Right. Sure. Um, yeah, that's good. And, and at some point someone said to me, she was like, Mary, you have got to do the things that give you energy and yeah. that's running and you need to get back yeah. out there and do it. And so I, I didn't start up running right then, but I did other things and, mm. and that movement that, I, I mean, it gave me life. It gave me energy. Yeah. It, you know, so awesome. yep. I have a triathlon tomorrow. I might be crazy. Yeah. Um, I saw you were been training yeah. for that. Good luck. Yeah. Training is probably a loose word for it. Um, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that, I mean, that's a good friend. That's a good friend to just know, to call that out to you, you know, and, give you and you know I think there's probably was a time and place maybe if she said it a week earlier you it wouldn't have been great but but she said it when she needed to say it kind of thing and you aren't the first one to answer that question with some kind of physical movement idea like I think Micah answered it with she goes to dance and does like dance aerobics (laughs) and you know that was one of her things yeah yeah so that physical movement for sure it's it's Mm -hmm. uh something that I have been learning about myself is that I don't look to physical movement uh, in that way, but I've been practicing trying to, because I, I mean, I have a body that can move and that's an act of worship to God. And that is, Uh you know, there's so, I mean, besides the many health benefits that, you know, are Mm -hmm. scientifically proven out there, it's just an act of worship to God. So and then that can help me be courageous for sure. And that helps you to be courageous and just keep moving forward. That's awesome. Is there Movement anything is medicine, else? motion is lotion. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. 
No, I actually heard it this past weekend, my running thing. The, the guy said, movement is medicine, motion is lotion. And I literally have been saying that to myself all week long. Movement is medicine, motion is lotion. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I'm mean, okay, just that in your back pocket. Yeah, and true. I mean, I, I think so. I think I agree with that totally guy. True. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. For sure. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Are there any are there any other ways? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, I love it. Are there any other ways that you want to think about as we're wrapping up here or are there is there anything else just about courage in general general, excuse me, or your experience um with this incident that you want to share or words of wisdom, anything? <laughs> Sure. Um, I would say community, if I mm. haven't talked about that enough, but community mm. is so vastly important. I, mm. one of my first questions that I ask people when they come in for counseling is tell me about your support people who's in your mm. life. And oftentimes the people who are struggling the most is because they don't have support mm. people. That's and, and there's other extenuating circumstances that arise, but community yeah. is so, I mean, we were put in community for a purpose and yeah. 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 Um, that's just become, I've, I've harped on that one for years and years and years, but yeah. I've yeah. felt it in a yeah. deep, deep level and not just yeah. with our, our church community, although they've been uh, like beyond amazing. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've just been, but Mike's cycling community stepped up in a way that I like people came out of the woodworks for this guy. Like I was like, how you are a celebrity. What is happening? (laughs) Um, and so even in just generalized communities like that, you know, being able to see that people need people, we need each other. And, and it's about being able to accept that, (laughs) accept that, um, offering, I mean, that's really what it is, right? It's an offering that people give to each other. Yeah, Mary, I agree so much with the idea of community. It's it's biblical. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we believe in the Bible and it, it's authority in our lives. And, and so we follow that. But not only that, it's the, the, the world that would call itself secular, you know, not religious at all. They see the benefits of it too. You know, it's, Absolutely. it's, it's written in our education system to build relationships with your students and to help them build relationships with each other. It's written, you know, in your counseling practices of, you know, who are your support people, all of that stuff. So it's so true. And then that goes along too with that, that lesson of courage that you were talking about earlier and then allowing that community to then, to, to then wash your feet, to to serve you and so that you can see Jesus through them. So that's really neat. Well, thank you again, Mary, for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming on when you're in the middle of such an adventure. We'll have to have you on a few years after (laughs) all of the things um, and see all the other wisdom that you'll gain from looking back and reflecting on it and, and diving into into it, but in the middle is hard. And so I really do appreciate it. And I think, I thank you very much for that. 
Uh, what else? Is there anything else? I do have to tell this story. Okay, real quick. Oh no! This is the this is the best thing ever. So in college, Mary and I were both in a show called Quilters, and our freshman year. And what? How old was Michael then? Was he? Was Mike a junior? Was he three? Mm-hmm. He three or four years? He was a junior. Okay, and he was also in the show. He wasn't. Um, acting or singing, but he was like, did the lights or stage stage manager stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And I remember (laughs) just how enamored he was with Mary (laughs) Thomas and you were playing so hard to get. I have vivid memories of that and I love it. And I just love like that God was like, Good try, Mary, but that's not happening. <laughs> continued, that's continued to bring the two of you together. It's just, it's my favorite thing when I think about you and Mike. <laughs> yeah. All right. We didn't get together until like my right. senior year of college, I think. It was your yeah. senior year. He was done, but still around because he's yeah. from Parkersburg. So yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. That's so, so funny. funny. That's, okay, I'm done. That's yeah, I, I used saying. to sit. I used to sit around in our apartment, um, and Michelle Tenney, uh-huh. not her last name now, um, nope. would sit around like literally making fun of his future wife and children, and coming up with all sorts of names for them, like Little did Honey you know Ham and Virginia Ham. I know. Oh my goodness, I love it. Oh, that's funny. Hi, Michelle, if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man, we could go on for days and days with memories of college. But I did yeah, just have yeah. to say that one because it makes me smile so much when I think about the two of you. So and funny. how, yeah. yeah, God just brought you together and is using you both yeah. in so many cool ways. So it's really neat. Yeah. It's a testament to the promises and faithfulness of God. But all right. Well, thank you again for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank and you for having me. we'll talk soon. Yes, we'll talk Yay. soon, okay? Okay. Bye. Go to the grocery store. <laughs> right. Bye. <laughs> That's right. Bye. Bye. It is really hard to describe how much I appreciate Mary coming on the show. What she's going through is so hard. And Michael, you and your family are in our prayers daily. We are praying for the best outcome in every way possible and that God is glorified in this and through this for years to come. I would never have wanted Mary and her family to have to go through this, but they're using it even in the middle for the glory of God. And I think that we can all learn a lesson from that. Thanks again for listening to Gathered Courage today. Please be sure to share this with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, give it a review, and be sure to like my pages on Facebook and Instagram at Gathered Courage. All right, we'll catch you next week with another great interview of two courageous women and how they are making an impact on the world for Jesus and the world of sex trafficking. Talk to you then. Bye.